we surveyed employees who had not joined a, a large company 401k plan to try to understand, like, why didn't they join? But the truth is something like 60% of the people just couldn't deal with the paperwork or said, you know what, I'm going to get to it later. It's a little bit of a hassle and then just never got around to it. Welcome to Founders and Friends podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And my very special guest today is Healy Jones from For Us All, the 401k provider. Welcome, Healy. Hey, Scott. How are you? I'm doing great. So we have been friends for, God, 20 years? Basically. Well, not quite. But we had a lot of very late nights doing investment banking together as uh, young analysts and uh, have been friends for a very long time. It's amazing how pain bonds people. (laughs) A lot of late late nights, a lot of late night pizza and uh, putting on 20 pounds and working too hard. But hey, so uh, I want to have Healy over because he's one of the best marketers in the Valley I know. He's amazing. I think I've uh, referred you to like a million of our clients and a million startups. But Healy's at a really cool company now for us all. So I want to kind of have you give your background and then also talk about what for us all does. Great. Well, thanks, Scott, first of all. Um, And for the record, I definitely think you're one of the best people in the Valley, which is I don't know. You're oh. just, you're great. It's amazing. Like the people you're getting on this podcast are amazing, but just thank you. Really That's, enjoyed uh, appreciate it. being your friend over the, however oh, long it's been. So. Yeah. Cool. It's more, it's more than just pizza, right? It is more than just pizza. There may be the occasional <laughs> beer involved. Although yeah. I guess you're not drinking as much beer anymore. Yeah, I'm slowing down <laughs> these days. Um, so let, let's talk about for us all for a second. So I run marketing at for us all. We're a small business and mid-sized business focused 401k advisor. So our goal is to help small and mid-sized businesses offer an attractive and safe benefit to their employees. I don't think a lot of business owners realize all of the work and liability that comes with offering a 401k, but there it's very highly regulated, regulated space. And, um, the, there's the department of labor looking at you. There's the IRS, it can be the SEC. That's a lot of kind of scary institutions that are potentially looking at you while you're offering a 401k plan. It's um, not something it's not something you want to mess around with. And you know, speaking for the founders that we work with, everyone just kind of wants to run their business. This isn't like a core competency for them. So right. for them, they're looking for someone who's super knowledgeable and can and kind of handle all that regulatory, all that work. Right. That's yeah, so why they're reaching out to you. W- the company was founded by a group of friends who were working at Financial Engines, which is the original robo advisor. It's it is the largest and most successful robo advisor. Um, I think they would probably call themselves managed accounts, but it's, it is a robo-advisor focused specifically on 401ks. So these guys have the background to understand what to do in this space, and they've come from advising Fortune 500 companies like JCPenney or Motorola on their 401 in Citibank even, on their 401k plans. So they're trying to bring that knowledge to the small business space. And what they realize, or what they very quickly realized as they moved to the small and business space is that a small company does not have a team of people focused on managing the 401k. And I'm trying to remember which company it was. I think something like Citibank maybe had like three or four people full time. All they did wow. was manage the 401k. Wow. And so you're not going to get that at a 50 person company like that would just be an insane human resources investment. Yeah. Right. Um, and so our goal is to offer a very attractive benefit that does not require a ton of work by the business owner or whoever's running HR or the CFO. At the same time, we want to pull a lot of the liability and financial risk off of the business. So there's risk associated with picking the right investments, which you are a fiduciary when you offer a 401k, right? So we want to take on all that fiduciary risk for you. Um, And then there's a lot of administrative risk. So every time an employee changes how much they want to defer on a paycheck, 
you know, you are required by law to make that change, assuming that it happens within a particular prescribed amount yeah. of time prior to payroll being run. Yes. And then you have a certain number of days after payroll is run to deposit that into their 401k account. And if you don't meet those requirements, then you could potentially owe money back to the employee. And maybe sometimes the Department of Labor could assess a fine. Like it can get pretty nasty. Pretty IRS quickly. because payroll taxes weren't paid or something weird happened there. Yeah, it gets really messy. Yeah. So it, and, and going back to it, it's like the people when they ask us, you know, for they're like, hey, who do you recommend for a 401k? Like they're they're really just trying to provide a perk. They just want it's like sometimes it's that one extra thing that helps you get a really awesome candidate. You know who, you know they're on the fence about joining your company, and the fact that you offer a four hundred one k and other great benefits is why one of the reasons they choose you. Right. But they're not thinking about all this kind of. They want it to be as easy as possible while also being affordable. And it sounds like you guys have cracked that nut. That's really what we're focused on. And I think there is a difference between uh, business executives who have offered a four hundred one k before or currently have one, and those who haven't so if you haven't you just assume it's kind of like an off-the-shelf purchase like you go and you like you know you you, you check the box some online form and then next thing you know you've got one and unfortunately that's not it there's more involved and we're trying to make it as sort of check the box as as possible and then the folks who have offered one before often slightly traumatized by all of the work that comes with it and um and and are just looking to see if they can outsource as much of that as possible because you know even if it's only one day a quarter like, can you imagine like a 50 person oh. or 20 person business having to take one human body and have their brain completely to, to be devoted to some non-core function? Like yeah. And that's four days a year. That's probably $4,000 worth of expense right there. Yeah. You know, if they're spending on it internally, that's right. not even with the fees and working, you know, the paying the service providers. So right. share some of your, you guys actually have like a really good client list. Like who, who are some of the companies you work with? So let's think about publicly who we're allowed to talk about. So we have a company called Lever, which is a well-known um, HR software. Focused on the recruiting space. It's a very exciting, awesome business. And I see a lot of the cruise consulting clients using Lever, it's, actually. Act, yeah. We use it. It's an awesome yeah. product. I would definitely recommend it if you're going to power your recruiting page and to help your recruiting team. Uh, I, I, I love the interface. Like It's awesome. And we have some other companies that you've never heard of um, that we're really proud of. Uh, one is uh, called NVN Hotels. Hmm. It's a hotel holding company. Oh. And they have multiple locations across the United States. And so if you can imagine, how do you get a valet in their Cincinnati hotel and the housekeeping staff in one of the New York hotels to enroll in a 401k? You're not gonna, you don't want to send an advisor crew there and pull them off the floor wherever they're working and do like a chat and chew lunch and learn seminar thing, right? Yeah. Is that going to provide the benefit? That, yeah. that, is that going to get the people to enroll? It's not. You know, what you want to do is you actually want to go and you want to use a modern communication tools like text messaging. Or email. Like, that's how you want to get these. And you guys do all, you do use that? Yeah, we can get you into a 401k over a text message. No way. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and it works. And it really works. I mean, it's it works particularly well with mobile workforces yeah. or manufacturing companies where you don't have people sitting at a desk. Yeah. And, that, and we're excited to help work. Like, it is a mission-driven company. We want to help solve the retirement crisis yeah. in the United States. So. I was also going to say that might be a financial literacy thing where that's actually really cool because there's, and, you know, not to be, speak stereotype too much but it tends to be that financial literacy is is a skill that people on kind of the lower uh, rung of the economic environment don't have because they just don't learn it or for whatever reason 
And a 401k is like the greatest saving tool of all time. So bringing out the people who maybe don't have access to some of these tools or know about a 401k is really powerful. That right. isn't, uh, that's really helping those people. It, I think it provides a very valuable benefit. If you actually talk with the end employees, yeah. they're very thankful to have this. Yeah. And we did some research before launching the company. This is prior to me joining, but um, we surveyed employees who had not joined a, a large company 401k plan to try to understand like, why didn't they join? And the common wisdom is that it's, you know, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I cannot afford to not get my entire paycheck every month. But the truth is something like 60% of the people just couldn't deal with the paperwork or said, you know what, I'm going to get to it later. It's a little bit of a hassle and then just never got around to it. So that's why we use these electronic tools to bring people in and educate them pretty quickly. And then our goal is to get them into the right age appropriate and risk appropriate funds and we at the moment are using vanguard target date funds which are pretty amazing vanguard is like the most efficient fund right like the average like super low yeah 12 basis fee. points is yeah. our average can you explain that for the audience like what a basis point is what a fee ratio is sure so a uh, basis point is a fancy way of saying a percent of a percent <laughs> so, there's a hundred basis points in one percent <laughs> yeah, maybe i should have said it like that yeah, yeah exactly yeah. no i, I explained this many times but that that is um, a lot of the costs associated with owning any type of an investment, particularly like a mutual fund or uh, an ETF, is calculated as a percent of assets, and it's generally um, as a percent of basis points. So, you know, if you are paying uh, 50 basis points a year, that means half a percent of your investment goes away in terms of fees yeah, every year. Yeah. And generally, so published for- returns are net of fees, yeah. but... Um, and those fees add up. That's kind of one of the things the robo advisors figured out was getting the fees as low as possible really helps your return over time. Right. And well, Vanguard's actually Vanguard's the one who really figured it out. Yeah. Vanguard but, Vanguard figured it out, and then the robos are putting a little bit of value add on top of it. Yeah. Is what that's what their claim is. Yeah. 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 Um, now, if you take a similar um, asset mix of fixed income to equity. From say like a popular robo advisor like Betterment, they they they're very transparent. They publish all their fund performance online, mm-hmm. which I think is wonderful. If you if you take a similar mix, say like a seventy percent equity, thirty percent um, fixed income, and compare it to a Vanguard TDF that has the same performance, you'll see almost no difference in performance. Yeah. I think yeah. if you look at like the three or five year, the Vanguard is like slightly ahead, and if you look at like the three month, the betterment is slightly ahead. So basically all betterment did was recreate target date funds. And our founder kind of basically says, you know what? I built the first robo advisor when I was at financial engines. Like he read, he led the product team that did that. Mm -hmm. And he said, it's really not that hard. And if you run the analysis at this point, it's pretty similar to what Vanguard has produced. And guess what? Schwab has target date funds, like a, large number of well-known financial institutions have low-cost target date funds that have pretty similar glide paths to what a betterment might put on it. Yeah. And I think like people, this is where it's a little bit of digression because we're talking about investing, but like our friends, you know, friends or family will email me and be like, Hey, I have some money or I want to, what should I do with it? 
And I always tell them, just index it. Put it in an index like the Vanguard funds that have a low expense ratio. And, and indexing means buy the S&P 500, buy the Russell 2000, or buy the, the Dow, and some bond funds and things like that. Because the by being very diversified and keeping your expense ratio low, that's how you outperform. Like I think people, most people have kind of heard that whole theory about how only 10% or 15% of mutual funds outperform the market in any given year. And then when you start looking at two, three, four, five years, no one outperforms the market. So just doing it in indexes and, and keeping it cheap is the way to go, in my opinion. That, that is basically for us all's investment philosophy. Yeah. So we, we have found... That's one of the reasons we recommend you guys. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> That. We, we've found these low-cost target date funds, and we evaluate their performance every quarter, and we look at them compared to competitive funds, which we could also potentially recommend, and they continue to perform completely in line at a very low cost point. So they're, they're at the moment, the selection that we are recommending. Um, yeah. But we evaluate it. We're not going to ignore it. We yeah. will keep looking at that, right? And that is, again, another something that's a little different. I would say for an independent advisor like us versus somebody who has their own robo shtick is they're not going to ever recommend you go with a different lineup, right? Because they have a vested interest in their own lineup. Um, I don't think they're doing anything nefarious, just to be clear. But as an independent 401k advisor, we can recommend anything on the planet. We can recommend any record keeper. We can recommend any fun lineup. We can find the right thing for the employee base at any given company. That's awesome. So so to kind of summarize, you guys have taken a lot of the expense out of the process and you've reduced the liability. Like right. how, can you talk about just quickly how you reduce the liability for startup founder management teams that just want sure. to offer this. You know, they just want that perk. It's like you said, they're thinking it's a click the box kind of type of process and it's more complex than that. But how do you redu- reduce the liability for right. them? So the um, Department of Labor has very helpfully uh, labeled everything in uh, the legal code, if you will. So there's something called 316 fiduciary or 316 fiduciary services, which is the part of the legal code that talks about your liabilities as the plan administrator. So the sponsoring company has certain liabilities around administration of the plan. And that includes everything from making sure that the the payroll deductions are run on time Mm -hmm. and correctly to um, making sure that um, you're filing your governmental paperwork on time, that you are appropriately processing um, loan distributions and hardship withdrawals. And in general, you're following the letter of your plan documentation. You write a plan document which is, is basically the bylaws of your 401k and yeah. you, you need to follow those. And so, um, the so government like holds compliance you manifesto or something like that. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way to say it. And so what we do is, um, we offer three sixteen fiduciary services alongside of our other, uh, 401k services. So we take on the burden of making sure that your payroll deductions are run correctly. And we actually run those. We have, Depending on which payroll you work with, we have payroll integration or payroll sync. Like we will adjust the deferrals for you, and That's we will huge. make sure we run checks to make sure that it's correctly executed on the record keeper side as well. And if there's any discrepancies, we'll jump on that and try to figure out what happened and then make it right. If an employee needs a hardship withdrawal, again, your plan documentation will explain what what forms and what proof they need to put forward for you to be able to approve or deny that. We will soup to nuts run that for you so you don't have to worry about it and then at the end of the year you well it's actually the beginning of the year for the previous year you have to file what's called a form 5500 and you put your name on there 
you sign it. Oh. And when you sign it, you are taking personal liability. Wow. Personal, personal liability. liability. Oh, wow. So if anybody is signing a Ford 5500, you may wish to uh, see what kind of directors and officers insurance you have because if the company gets sued for a screw-up in the 401k, it may have to come out of your personal bank account. So we sign that, or our 316 service will sign that for you. So we're going to take on that That's huge. That liability. The, my two favorite things you mentioned are, A, signing and taking on that liability, because no one wants to take that on, and no one wants to have like some stupid mistake or paperwork mistake come back and bite them and like cost them their house or something ridiculous. That's right? pretty extreme, but, yeah. the, but the truth is that, I think it's 2014, the Department of Labor audited a certain number of 401ks. That's just sort of like the IRS yeah. will do an audit, they will do that. And 75% of them failed some sort of administrative thing. And I don't remember what percent resulted in fines, but there were a lot of fines, and some of the fines were massive. Oh. Now, if you have a small business, the fines would only get so big, but, yeah. I mean, that's money. Like, yeah. that's, that's scary. It's also so, stress, you know. Um, yes. In it, fact, one of, one of the clients that we worked with talked about how uh, much work it was to even go through an audit, even though they didn't end up with any fines. And so one of the other things that we do is we provide an online fiduciary vault where we try to take all the important paperwork that your plan has and put them in one place so that when you're audited, you can log in and get all the paperwork in one place. That's amazing. Because we do the same thing for our clients and the tools we use are the same. And we've had clients go through audits and being able to like send over five Expensify links right. to the auditor, it like solves all the, it's like crazy how efficient it is and makes it easier for them. And it makes our clients look good and it shows how organized they are. So this is another step of that. Like yes. having that feature for your, if you get audited on your 401k is, right. is huge. And there are other things that can be audited by the department of labor on the investment side. Like, are you conducting investment reviews? Right. So if you are uh, there, one of the fiduciary or one of the, yeah, one of the fiduciary services we provide is um, we offer what's called a 338 fiduciary which means we take on full responsibility for making sure that you have an appropriate fund lineup in your 401k plan. And this is basically like large cap, small cap, you know, diversified, maybe some international fund, like making sure people have enough choices and they're balanced. Yes. And the thing that is insane to me is that 401k providers like Transamerica have been sued by their own employees over the fund lineups that they put together, which were their own funds. Oh, my God. Because the expenses were so high. Oh. That's something. Can you talk about this? Because I think a lot of people don't realize that there's kind of two ways. that There's two expenses they have to worry about. They have to worry about the expenses in the funds that people are putting their money into. And then there's like the normal kind of plans, right? And like I've heard people say to me, I'm not going to name names, but like other 401k providers They'll be like, oh, it's free right. or it's super low fee, but that's, there's no free lunch. Like, can you explain that? Like where sure. the fees are getting picked up and who's Certainly. bearing those fees? Yeah. So there are employer-based fees and employee-based fees. So it's very common for a small business owner to be sold something based on the employer-based fees. So it's possible that there's a per participant fee each year or some sort of a, like a platform fee or something where the business is writing a check to generally the record keeper every year. Okay. And the business is like, oh, it's only $1,000. It's $1,000. What a deal. I can't exactly. believe I can get a 401k that cheaply, right. right? Yeah. But then there are those asset-based fees, which are measured in basis points. Like, remember, we talked about basis points earlier. Like, that, that is where a lot of the expense happens. And those fees are paid by the employees who put their money into the fund. 
or funds line up. So a certain percent of their assets go away every year uh, and end up in these fees. And the average small business um, is paying somewhere north of like 138 basis points up to Whoa. up to two percent. Even we've seen plans even more than that. Um, and so think about if you're going to have a six percent return in the stock market and two percent of that goes away in fees each year. It's going to be very hard for you to grow your asset base, yeah. right? As an employee trying to save for retirement, and so Yale University, I think, like their one of their business school professors, I believe, did a study on for young people who don't make a ton of money, the four hundred one k may not be worth it if the fees are over a yeah. certain amount yeah. because all the tax savings or tax advantages get eaten up by these fees. By the fees. Well, if you just do the math, say a, say a small business has $500,000, which it, it sounds like a lot of money, but if you have a lot of people contributing, that's actually not very much money, you know, in the grand scheme of things. At a 2% management fee, that's $10,000 a year that you're spending on fees. And right. so that the small business owner thinks they got this great deal because maybe they're paying $1,000 a year, but really they're paying, it's fully loaded, it's $11,000 a year for the right. 401k. Which is a very a lot. It's like That would be over 2% a year yeah. that they're paying in fees, right? And so we can provide that at 52 basis points in terms of asset expense and then a pretty nominal per participant expense that's usually paid for by the business. So that would be, you're saying you could do it in that example for 2,500 bucks or something like that. Uh, well, we'd I, ha- we'd, I, we could really run the math, but yeah. it, it's going to be, just to I'm going to bet it's going to be in the, the 60 or 70 basis points yeah. fully loaded, which is less than half. Right. Yeah. So a lot of times we can cut the expenses by yeah. uh, like two, a third, that's which crazy. is insane. That's so, awesome. People, people really pay a lot of money, and, and those asset-based fees are paid in a few different ways or a few different – there are a lot of mouths to feed, if you will. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's so, no free lunch on exactly, this kind of stuff. Right. So, so you, you, you might have an advisor. So we're an advisor, so take an advisory fee, um, and we provide all of the fiduciary services that we just discussed and payroll integration and things like that in our fee there. Um, your record keeper, which is – usually the thing that your employees would go log into to manipulate their fund lineup and things like that. And that's where if you didn't have payroll integration as the administrator, you'd log in to um, change deferral amounts and things like that. Um, that's, that's your record keeper. They're going to take a percent of assets often. And usually they're ones that might get some of the participant fee. You might have a custodial fee. You might have a third party administration fee. Like there could be other kind of fees in there, which is where it sort of adds up. But the big thing that a lot of people don't necessarily think about is the the mutual fund fees can be egregious. Uh, Some of these actively managed mutual funds have enormous fees each year. And so you as the business owner are responsible for making sure that you, if you've picked expensive funds, they better be returning really well. And you better have a program in place to pull out bad performing uh, funds and replace them with ones that are that are better. So again, is that what you want to be doing as a business owner? Do you want to be using Morningstar to figure out which actively managed, you know, small cap funds you should have in your form of cage here? Like that's that's kind of insane. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and there's another point you made earlier. Uh, by the way, thank you for explaining those fees because that's it is like. It's hard for the kind of uh, normal employee to kind of figure these things out. And so we're, you know, that's one of the reasons we like you guys is you guys make everything super transparent and there's no crazy fees on the back. You know, there's none. It's all very upfront. This is what it's going to cost. And actually, I would say that a lot of the startup 401k providers are trying to have a transparent fee structure, which like from a mission driven 
perspective, I think is phenomenal. Yeah. I am. I think that this industry has really been hiding behind all the different fee layers yeah. and confusing people. Um, and so it's phenomenal that there are a number of companies that are out there trying to yeah. trying to change that. Like it's I pretty amazing. Totally agree. One one thing I don't want to circle back to that, but the auto the integration with the payroll systems is actually really important. And I think that's like a little bit of a. I've heard this used as a scare tactic. When other 401k providers try to sell their services, the high fee services, basically, and they say like, oh, you better watch out. Like, you know, those those withdrawals are super important and super risky. And that's why we charge so much, you know, or something to like that kind of logic. But the fact you guys integrate with all the payroll providers means that money gets pulled out automatically. It's pulled out based on, you know, basically algorithms are pulling that money out instead of people sitting there doing math. Right. A human being doing it. Can you talk talk about a little bit of that and how you reduce the risk that way? So let's say you are the the HR director or manager for a 100-person, you know, pretty well-growing company. You got a lot of things on your plate, right? You're probably trying to hire. Yes. I'm sure that you are worried about open enrollment and healthcare benefits. You may have some stuff you're working on with some employees who need to get up-leveled or kind of maybe moved out of the organization. You know, and there's probably the occasional human resources crises, right? Because people are people and people will do dumb things and it's your job to, you know, make sure no one's being harassed or whatever, right? You got a lot of things on your plate. Okay, so every time somebody, like for for most 401k um, providers, every time somebody logs into the, you know, XYZ provider website to change their deferral amount, you're going to get an email. Okay. And now you got to go and match up that person's name to their payroll record and change whatever, whatever change they just manually change it. Yeah. You're going to log into your payroll provider and make the change every time. And, and, and they might elect to go from like 10% to 5% or they might elect to go from 8% to $200 a paycheck you got to do the math, yeah. right? And yeah. and you better make sure you get that done before payroll is run yeah. because it's your job to yeah. do that. So it's why would like these are two softwares? Like why do they not talk to each other? Yeah. Isn't that like crazy? Why does there a human involved? Yeah. So anyway, our, so you guys handle that. We take care of that. Which which is huge. Like I and like one of the reasons we like Gusto for payroll so much is cuz they have autopilot and they do a lot of stuff kind of automatically. We don't have to log in all the time. And I always explain to our clients like these type of services like you guys logging into the payroll system, pulling the money out, it actually saves our clients so much money cuz we don't have to do that. Like right. we and and by the way, we hate doing that work. Because it's super you, menial and it's not fun. It's not strategic. And we don't even like, char- you know, it's like a waste of time. Right. So if we can automate something and recommend people like you, like Forrest All, who can automate the stuff, we're going to do it. Like right. that's what we want to do and for then, our clients. And then guess what we can do when we have that? We can figure out who's not participating and see uh, if we want to get them to participate. That's super smart. We can run compliance checks to make sure you're not going to bust any top-heavy tests or have the IRS come down on you and make high earners give back money and pay big taxes on it, which has happened to me at previous companies I've worked at. So the IRS does not want the 401k plan to be solely for the benefit of the owner or the high income professionals. So there are tests that are run to make sure like how many people are participating in the right in particular, they classify the, the, uh, the highly compensated and the non highly compensated. And you have to make sure that you're at the right ratio of non highly compensated people putting enough into the plan or else that it's, you fail these tests. And then the people who've, the high income people have to go and get a check sent to them, which they then owe income tax on. Oh my God. Right. 
And then the other thing that I think we do that's different than a lot of other uh, either advisors or providers is that our team has a lot of experience in the 401k and retirement space. So we can provide pretty personalized tax help to the executives at the companies that we service. So, you know, let's pretend you had a, a very profitable um, professional services company that was maybe providing accounting and other related services. Someday, I hope to. I hope this example <laughs> is me. <laughs> and uh, you know, I would I would ask you know, has your four hundred one k advisor provider come to you and talked about profit sharing? Because perhaps you and your co owner should have saved over a hundred thousand dollars this year into your four hundred one k. And if you haven't, then I don't think your provider is doing their job. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually huge, and there are like a lot of advantageous programs you can take care, you can take advantage of, and things like that. That's that's huge. Um, okay, so we've covered the four hundred one k world. Like maybe just kind of summarize how the audience should think about this. And I want to talk about before we turn the mics on. We were talking about just marketing. I, you had this gleam in your eye talking about how much you love financial services. I just want to kind of okay, let that roll. That. All right, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but maybe just kind of summarize. You know how you guys see the world and, and why you guys are a good partner to work with. I mean, I certainly believe so. And we refer a lot of clients over. Thank to you. you I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah so I mean, for us all is built to service small and mid-sized businesses. And what we really, really strive to do is to take the administrative burden and the risk off of the business executives and let them focus on running their business. And we will focus on providing a benefit that we believe your company, your, your company and your employees will appreciate and that they'll participate and they'll engage with this benefit. And we think we can drive a lot of financial wellness through a well-designed 401k program. And we think that we can take a lot of that risk and work off of your plate or your HR director's plate and automate that for you. And so you're going to get, we believe, a safer and more desirable and more highly engaged with benefit and by automating it you drive the cost down it's like a win-win oh yeah and it's lower yeah. cost yeah. i probably should no, have that's, put it in that's there. totally yeah. like yeah. that's that's the new world we live in it's it's awesome so yeah well I, and i was super happy when when you joined for us all i was like oh that's interesting you picked a 401k company to join because people may not know this but you had a lot of choices you could go pretty much anywhere you wanted to and i getting into that financial marketing for financial services like what do you love about m- marketing financial services so much like you again you had that gleam in your eye when we were talking about it off mic so one of the types of marketing that i really love is content marketing and this is a very confusing <laughs> industry <laughs> and so there's a lot of great content to be written yeah and um because it's a lot of the um existing providers kind of have a vested interest in not really putting answers out there online like we've been able to very quickly gain a lot of very targeted web traffic through producing pretty neat little content pieces yeah. and that's what's really an example fun. of that like people probably have heard the buzzword content marketing but mm-hmm. maybe explain that a little bit and maybe just give an example of something you guys have right done. well let, let's say you actually look like look, some of your listeners may actually be shopping for a 401k uh, we have a 401k shopping checklist it's a downloadable asset that it is literally a checklist with a bunch of boxes where you can write in the details from the different providers that you're talking to. And obviously, we've helpfully filled it out for, for us all. But we have found that people in small plans and then people who have like $3 billion plans are downloading this because wow. it's just not partic- it's not a thing that people have published. And guess what? It's, it's actually helpful. So when like the benefits manager to a massive plan downloads it and you call them up and ask them like why did you download that and they're like well 
this is an interesting piece of content to me. This is my job. It makes and their life easier. This is helpful to me. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's I, I really enjoy content marketing yeah. quite a bit. That's awesome. Yeah, and then you're also just really amazing at SEO and SEM and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. So that that kind of naturally that works really well with content marketing, right? Like you can use you can use advertising to drive people to the or show them the content that you produce, and it's this nice win win thing. Yeah, exactly. So Facebook, for example, is pretty amazing. You can really pick specific targeted groups. And you can advertise your content and people see it in their stream and it's yeah. just another thing in their stream. And if it's relevant to them, they'll click on it and they'll take the time to read it. Yeah. Um, and so and pe- they'll share it too. Like people are sharing our ads. <laughs> and so it's like, sweet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting to think about that because it's like you guys are producing really high quality stuff. And like with the whole election, it feels like there was this weird race to the bottom of like fake news or whatever, whatever you want to call it. But there's also a huge appetite. I think that in a weird way demonstrates there's this huge appetite for just information. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you guys are producing really great content is 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 getting picked up by everyone. And people right. want this and they're finding it. And it's, it's just it's a it's the classic win win because the people who are looking to use this kind of program or put this program in place, they don't this is a kind of a one time shopping thing for them. Like they're not picking this once a week. They're picking this once a year, once every couple of years. And so by you guys putting all the facts out there and making it really accessible and even spending some money on advertising to make it even easier for people to find, it really helps the consumer. Yeah. And I think it I mean you guys have at Cruise Consulting have done a great job with uh, your social yeah, content we, we tried. I mean they're yeah. phenomenal. I watch a lot of those things. Yeah. They're great. Oh, thanks, man. So I think that I'm preaching to the choir here, but it is a really nice way to not interrupt someone and get a potentially valuable piece of information in front of them that will help them engage with your brand. Yeah. Um, and one, so prior to Forsaw, I was at a company called Sunrun. And one big of the solar financial services big company. Solar financial, essentially, we did solar loans or solar leases. So we would help homeowners put solar panels on their roofs and pay a monthly fee as opposed to buying them up front and save money on their utility bills. Um, But one of the things that I found that was very successful or impactful was we had a strong brand team and I was able to leverage a lot of their work and essentially uh, infuse it across all the different content Mm. and different ad channels so that when someone saw one of the ads that my team was putting out, it could very clearly be identified as Sunrun. Oh. And I was trying to build the brand affinity, which I think worked very well because people began to recognize that we were the blue solar provider. Yeah. Right. And so if you get enough impressions, like your acquisition spend can actually drive brand recognition, but you have to do it so that it's consistent. And people don't normally think that way. They think just purely kind of response, like spend money, pay per response. But what you're saying is that not only did it generate leads or pay, pay per result, but it also helped the, the overall brand. Right, exactly. And that overall brand is a valuable part oh, yeah. of your marketing. Um, if you're going to stick around for a while, you do want to build some sort of a brand so that people will recognize you and start to realize that they've seen you before. And, oh, yeah, I downloaded that piece of content. It was helpful. Or I saw that video and it was helpful. And, you know, now that I have this important question, maybe that is the company I yeah. want to talk with about yeah. that important question. Yeah. So. I learned a really interesting thing early in my career or, or maybe 10 years ago. I worked with companies like Angie's List and Zeusk and other kind of companies that were 
um, spending money on TV advertising and it was usually cable, you know, it was like Comcast, you know, you know, just kind of remnant TV advertising. And what they found was that it's, it's exactly what you're saying. They found that if they spent a little bit of money on TV, it was this validation moment for the consumer and the consumer would remember the TV and it ended up making all their other advertising higher converting. And so they found this like broad lift as soon as they started spending money on TV and it's what you're talking about, like investing in the brand, investing in like letting people put a, a color or a face or whatever it is with that brand is actually really powerful. Yeah, but you have to make it pretty easy for the yeah. viewer or whoever it is to understand that yes. it's your brand. It, if it's too subtle, then it can be kind of challenging. Yeah. I mean, some companies like like a Budweiser or Geico. Yeah, they're they amazing. Have, they're, but they're so random. Yeah. It's like. It takes you see it a few times, and oh, then you yeah. remember. It's, so, but it's it's like you have to have a massive budget, right? It's really cute, but a startup you can't get too cute. You have to be a little more direct a in general. Meat and potatoes, yeah. yeah. Um, well, Tila, this has been awesome. Let's let's wrap it up here. But maybe you can tell everyone where to find you, where to find For Us All, and we're gonna have you back on the talk. Uh, maybe two different podcasts about just marketing tactics, purely marketing tactics, and then also you threw out. Uh, talking about Boston versus San Francisco or East Coast versus West Coast and the venture. Because people don't know, Healy used to be a venture capitalist. Then he then he saw the light and actually wanted to help build a company. That's right. <laughs> so actually do something uh, more a little more productive than just giving people money. But uh, we'll talk about all that in a different podcast. But maybe just let everyone know where they can find you and, and yep. find For Us All. Certainly. I mean, it, we are For Us All. And it is we can find us online at forusall.com. So... F-O-R-U-S-A-L-L dot com. That's by far the easiest way to find us. So if your business is looking to improve its 401k plan, we would love to talk with you. Yeah. And what's your Twitter handle? It's like Healy Hoops, Healy right? Hoops, yes. One of the best Twitter handles. I love it. Uh, <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thank you for coming by. And thanks, this Scott. is really a really valuable service. And as I said, Cruise Consulting recommends for us all. So thanks for coming by and thanks for educating the market. Really fun. Thanks. All right, buddy. Bye.